this interview's a little bit different. I've spoken to a lot of players who finished their playing careers. Um, a lot of Ulster players are currently playing, but the guest in the podcast today is at the outset of a rugby career, and he's one of Ulster and Ireland's young stars. So we're recording this at the place where it all began for Harry's Civil Service Rugby Club. Harry's second row slash back row. He plays for Ulster's Academy in Ireland under 20s. He's a very highly rated player. So Harry, life's very busy for you at the minute. Uh, we're just having a chat there about what you're up to. So you're sending me your base down in Dublin. So what has life looked like over the past year? How are you balancing everything you've got going on? Um, yeah, it's been a bit crazy over the past year. Obviously just coming off the back of COVID and everything. But um, the main thing would be for me, I'm studying down in Trinity. I'm doing a computer science degree down there. And uh, I travel up to Ulster whenever they need me, basically for the senior sessions up there. And I'll run up and have them with training during the week. And then we'll back down the road. So we'll be doing anything between one or two journeys a week up and down the M1. Yeah. Racking a load of diesel up on <laughs> Doing that there. Yeah, so it's super busy and it's a big sacrifice. And we'll talk a wee bit more about that in a minute. So I want to start sort of at the beginning. So tell me about how you developed your passion for rugby. What age did you start playing? How did you get into the game? Um, well... You can't go any further than what's really talking about my dad. Um, my dad would have been just about finishing whenever I was born, but um, ever since then I'd be watching the TV with him. And then I came into the minis actually here at civil service, and uh, he coached me right the way through. Really, um, did that there. He's been instrumental, being my number one coach the whole way through, and he would have pushed me on, really make me what I want to be today. You know. Um, everything to do that you're trying to impress someone that's probably be him and yeah he, he would be instrumental probably in my whole love of the game yeah no that's that's class I know what it's like to have have a dad like that and it's, <laughs> it's, it's great you know to have an enthusiastic parent so um, in terms of playing mini rugby at civil service do you think learning the core skills at that age so you're saying you started at like five years old yeah and, do you think starting that early, learning sort of ball, uh, sort of hand-eye coordination, basic ball skills, tackling, running lines at that age? Do you think that set you up, give you a really good grounding for whenever you actually went to went to senior school, be um, a bit of a head start? Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, I couldn't speak hard enough about civil service in terms of preparing me in that regard for going into primary school and then secondary school rugby and playing the whole way through there, like. In terms of the core skills you're doing there, I couldn't really say my dad gave me much in that regard, but he, uh, he did his best and, and, and that sort of thing. It's all about having fun with your friends as well. And I'm still be friendly with quite a few of the friends I've, I made in civil. So, for example, one of my friends, Thomas, would have played right the way through. Peter would have played right the way through. And we played in the first 15 for Sullivan together as well. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's definitely, you can tell people who've played um, mini rugby whenever you go into first year. And yeah. then from that, like, still friends for life yeah so number one it gives you a good grounding in the sport but more importantly than that it gives you friends for life which yeah. is a huge advantage of rugby um, the, the next question I sort of had was about having having your dad involved in coaching um, and you've, you've basically covered that about what it meant to have him as a constant support right the way through what would you say to parents who have kids sort of going to mini rugby or maybe playing at school like What's the right way to support them without putting maybe too much pressure on them? <laughs> well, I have a pretty full-on sort of one-to-one coaching experience with my dad all the time, but 
the main thing I'd say probably would be to encourage participation. Like there'll be days where I still remember, even to this day, like, you know, dad would be like, you're getting out the door to go into this, or you go into the gym or do that. And, and mini rugby level would be just like, well, there's a, they're doing a trip to Bangor here for the minis tournament, like, you know, when you go and do that and pushing that on in that regard, just going out to play with your friends because no matter what, like, even if you dread going on training or going to the matches at whatever level, it would be, you just, you, when you get there and playing with your friends in the matches, certainly it's civil. I felt like it was so much better when, once you started playing the ball, foot and whistles going off, like, you know. Yeah. And, and so, trying to get a picture of what you were like when you were younger, <laughs> were you very competitive? There's some kids, I suppose, it takes them a while. It's so physical and full yeah. on. Obviously, you're a big lad. Were you always bigger than other kids, or what um, were you like when you were younger? It was a bit weird. I was, I, I think I peaked about P7, to be honest, and I was quite, I was, I was big then. Fair play to my and dad feeding me, but um, I uh, I really did enjoy it then. I was very competitive still, and we actually had a very good team. We were, I think, at Civil. We won quite a few things, and went over to DL, for example, and won a wee tournament over there in Scotland, which was good. But, um, yeah, it would have been, you know, like this, your friends are playing the same team. You're always trying to be like, who's making the most tackles, whatever, who's doing this, who's doing that? And I suppose that leads on through to secondary school then, whenever you're going through that. Yeah. You still take that with you. Yeah. And so we'll talk about this more in a minute, but like I suppose coming through and playing rugby and that being a real focus, it probably diverted you from other stuff. Like you probably just even looking after your diet and devoting <laughs> your energies towards something positive. Yeah. Does that sort of translate to all areas of life? So it encourages it encourages things like discipline, teamwork. What are the sort of values that rugby instills in you as a kid? Um, I think that routine is certainly something that's. Um, came upon me from a young age like um, I'd be doing that I'd be did a football when I was in primary school at the same time um, did obviously that rugby and then I actually was a, a taekwondo student the whole way through until one of my last years in school so I'm um, a blackout in that and um, I think the discipline that you learn from rugby translates directly into that I wouldn't always be compatible sometimes when you come home knackered from training it's like right back on the door yeah. you're going to class for taekwondo or whatever <laughs> um, the, you talked about the diet as well I think if you're um, playing or doing that much sport at a young age like you will just eat because you have to like you know and certainly my mom and dad provided for me very well but um, I'd always be gulping whatever's in front of me at the table like yeah, you know, lots yeah. of milk <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's, that's what height are you now I'm um, about six five now, but um, yeah, I, I grew quite a lot to about P seven, and then I was sort of average height, average weight going through, and then about sixteen, seventeen, around that age, everyone starts growing. I just took that leap ahead, and yeah, felt like I needed to eat a lot at that stage, and there I had a growth spurt. So yeah, um, yeah, obviously being tall gives you a natural position that you would you would obviously gravitate towards playing second row or at least mm-hmm. in the forwards playing back row where is it that you prefer to play as a second row back row what's the, what's the sort of long term plan there I don't know if you believe me but I was actually a loose head prop till I was 16 so I have a lot of respect for those front rowers there <laughs> and um, um, you play second row back row in school I played mostly second row because that was where I was needed I only really got a taste for back row in those A games and sort of since then in Trinity and um I do really enjoy the back row now and sort of see in the future probably have to progress sort of that direction just the way the game is at the moment like second rows typically are six seven six eight big 
yeah. I say to me, but like I, these people here are absolutely massive to me, and you know, you're walking past them and saying, hey, <laughs> Look up. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it now. I mean, a lot of people do go between. There's like, like, see, Courtney Laws, yeah. even a Toji will do that sort of yeah. transition from uh, from second row to back row. So it's great to have the versatility there to, mm-hmm. to swap in and out. So uh, that's definitely no bad thing. So tell me a bit more about the Taekwondo. Does that tie into sort of, did that actually teach you any? basic principles that you can apply to rugby in terms of levering people and I suppose in tackles or even controlling aggression in a game? Um, for me I think it was uh, I was actually told at school we did like video reviews and stuff with uh, the likes of Adam Craig and David Armstrong would have been there and they would have taught me not to use my arms as much in a tackle. I was quite guilty of a choke tackle every now and then instead of actually just using my shoulders like I should have but um, I suppose I the main thing about it got about that and anyone who does two sports like the lads who do Gaelic and stuff at the same time as rugby would just be the fitness like yeah. you'd feel on top of that and be able to just do more in a game I think if you're doing two sports Taekwondo doesn't really have much relevance to rugby to be honest but yeah. I did enjoy both of them equally like so yeah it's interesting it just gives you another outlet for yeah. and another way to get fitter yeah. <laughs> which which is never a bad thing so this is this is maybe a tricky question but in terms of there's a lot of competition obviously to get into the academy uh-huh. and, and progress to that level so we're talking sort of 0.01 percent of people who sort of that's their dream and you're saying to me before like you're living the dream this is this is great you've got to got to this stage what is it that sort of helps you set yourself apart from that competition is there anything is it mindset is it a certain aggression level what is it that um maybe would be your x factor or something that you would like to see become your x factor as you progress um certainly one thing i'd like to say would be hard work on the pitch i think there's nothing that can be substituted for someone who does twice as much or three times as much on the pitch as someone else you know you can have i wouldn't be one for flashy things or like the passes or anything like that but um one thing that my dad taught me was just you can get around the pitch get around the pitch and that's why he played back row he saw me in the second row he's like you sort of like if I want you to do what I want to do, then I want you to do twice as much. And that sort of pushed me on, and even within positions, I would always be very competitive with other people. And like I, I, if I was in solo, I would be competing against my friends. At yeah. the nineteens, I would have been competing against the teammates there and trying to think, well, what are they doing that I'm not doing? What can I learn from them? And then what can I ultimately push on from? Yeah, that's really Yeah, it's interesting because that's a recurring theme. I suppose the players that I interviewed, mm-hmm. it comes back to a lot of people would say that there's people far more naturally talented, yeah. but it's the guys who put in the hard work mm-hmm. and commit to uh, to doing that sort of in, in a disciplined way that actually they end up being the the guys who make it professionally. So it's reassuring to hear that answer keeps coming back. It doesn't require. There's a certain amount of natural ability required, but then far above that is is hard work, and that's uh, that's cool to hear you say that as well. Um, well, I do count myself as very very lucky still, yeah. and in some instances I'm still sitting there looking like I can't believe that I'm even in Ulster Academy, let alone doing what I'm doing now. But then again, I think sometimes maybe that does correlate back to those things from an earlier age and trying to always be better in that regard and working hard, and maybe it is just a linear relationship you know yeah yeah no it's 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 so interesting because that's sort of an age-old question like what 
what makes the difference between that sort of very small percentage of people who, who end up making it and those who don't. And we thought a wee bit more about sacrifice and things that you have to do to to have got to this this point uh, in a minute. But I want to go back and talk a wee bit more about school. We talked just before we started recording about Sullivan, which is where I went, but it's gone through a resurgence <laughs> since then. And they've actually got quite good maybe in the last sort of 10 years. Um, so tell me a, a bit more about your experience of playing sort of schools, cup rugby, coming up with a, a crop of uh, uniquely talented players. It's not that often Sullivan produced three three academy players in, in a, a single year. So Connor and George coming through as well. I suppose um, when I came in the first year, I didn't really know much of the rugby, but I enjoyed the first year of rugby. And in that year, actually, Sullivan were in the schools cup final with Willie Anderson coaching and stuff from the likes of Dave Cave were playing. Um, that, from a young age, got us all going. And my first year group were like, you know, that could that could be us, like that would be class. And I suppose that sort of sets the goal very early on. But in, in Sullivan, um, we wouldn't typically have the biggest rugby population. Like we'd have, um, obviously, the same population as Campbell, but half of them are boys so you wouldn't be able to have as much of a rugby team and then Methody are just that much bigger and um, trying to build rugby culture there something's been done recently in a couple of years with the likes of Adam Craig um, Chris Henderson uh, David Armstrong and they all coached me through and helped me massively um, even playing the whole way down the thirds to seconds to first I played for the thirds in fifth year and I really enjoyed my time there and you know you made to feel like you're building towards something and we won, I think, the thirds. I think we won the thirds competition in fifth year, and that was something like we were, we were building towards the whole season. And I think with schools rugby, it's taken more and more seriously in Northern Ireland every year. And you know, you start off with things like video review, and probably going back initially and thinking like, "What are we doing this for?" or whatever. But then looking back on it, you know, it's becoming so really more like a professional game. Yeah. S and C side as well, like. Looking back on that, I'm very thankful they started us off younger because yeah. you know it really pays dividends towards the end. Now. Yeah, absolutely. It, it seems like rugby and the sort of the science behind it is becoming more common in schools, you know, <laughs> preparing you for potential transition into either senior rugby or playing as you are sort of for the academy and, uh, and for the senior team. So, trying to get an idea of what type of player you are so I suppose like you featured for Ulster so far you played those, those friendlies and stuff like that and, and featured but in terms of for guys who haven't seen you sorry for fans who haven't seen you um, how would you describe yourself as a player like what are, are you a ball carrier are you someone who makes big hits or like what would, what would be your sort of way to describe your playing style well, I wouldn't say I'm very flashy in any regard but I'm, I've been told that I work hard and that's something that I pride myself on would be working harder on the pitch and trying to do more things every game and more things in my opposition that sort of thing um, ball carrying I pride myself on with something we're working on with all my coaches my academy coaches still right now and you think you can never be good enough at it so we're always continually working on that and to be honest I think the main thing with playing back row second row is just being versatile, being able to know all the roles, all the little key bits of information and thankfully being with the senior team now you can talk to these world class professionals and just get things like this and pull them aside for a minute and get those golden nuggets of information that really help. Yeah, yeah. And on that note, uh, we sort of talked a wee bit before about coming into the Ulster squad and, and what that experience was like and 
how surreal was it whenever you watched these guys, the likes of Ian Henderson, Dwayne Vermeulen, uh, the list goes on, sort of growing up, um, what was that like to actually then be teammates and, and be in the same environment and rubbing shoulders with them? I suppose for me, um, I was a bit of a late developer in the system, only after my first year at Trinity I managed to get an academy contract, so I was still, and very much I am still, a fan of Ulster Rugby before anything else, so me and my dad had been talking about them and then suddenly one day I was asked into training and then me and dad had a sort of like an emergency meeting after the first day and said I was talking to X, Y and Z, I was doing this and that and whatever and me and him were both giggling like okay, <laughs> so we're sitting there but um, it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit weird now when um, you get to know the lads even more and you realise just how normal everyone is and really sound like, yeah. especially around those rugby setups. so yeah. I'm still very thankful. Like. Yeah, it seems like a great squad of players like in terms of the the atmosphere on the pitch like just seems so um, so good. Like everyone seems to get on, and um, everyone's pulling in the same direction. You know, which uh, I'm sure, like in other clubs and in previous squads, you get personalities, and just statistically, some guys maybe can fit in. But it seems like the squads really uh, a lot of harmony in the squad. That'd be fair to say. Yeah, I think even now, like we're just there's a sense of something building towards also rugby. Like we're in the in the line for the URC run at the moment, the, hopefully getting to the final of that, and that's the eyes on the prize there. But um, there is a sense of belief there as well. Like I think in the coming or in the recent years, we've sort of been building and been building, and everyone's been waiting for us to win something. And I think it, it will be coming soon. So there's there is a real good squad there, and especially like the backs are so young. Yeah, living that like even though I'm twenty, I think the average age of the day was like twenty one or something or twenty two on the bench or just the back line. I was sitting there going, yeah. That can only be so so good in like five years' time as well. Whenever they're so experienced, you know. Absolutely, there's some scary, scary amount of talent coming through, which is great. Um, and just before moving on a wee, but tell me about who who is really your rugby heroes growing up. So, like, is there any players that you would have idolised growing up? Um, I watched a lot of my dad's games on tapes growing up there. I only really knew him, and then. In terms of like just a disruptive six, Sean O'Brien sometimes, and just watching him boss people about like it was crazy. Some of the things he did, um, I think there's a lot to be taken from a back row who can outwork the opposition as well in that regard. And he certainly did that, and then other players. Um, actually, like John for a while as well. When I was still a prop, I was <laughs> idolizing him when I was sort of thinking of people who can do a bit a bit of key skills as well like I, I can never throw off those like that and stuff but um, props and stuff we're able to do that gives you inspiration as a youngster as well yeah or like 25 yard passes from a tight head like for a long I saw that the weekend that was a bit ridiculous now it has to be said I think if I did one of them I don't know someone would <laughs> someone would shut you around the air yeah, that would be definitely pat on the shoulder and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's as you say, like it's so impressive when forwards can pull that stuff off, and if you can add a wee bit of that to your game, all the better for it. Um, in terms of what advice you'd give, like any young players coming through, maybe they don't know if they have what it takes. Um, maybe they're, they've got a bit of talent, but they're not confident confident in themselves. Would you have any advice for guys like that, guys or girls? Um, for guys or girls, I think both. Talking to your coaches is something that I only started doing whenever I um I got more into senior school and actually trying to understand what areas of the game that they know that you need to improve because 
they do know and it's sometimes hard as a player just to get your head around the fact that okay you could not necessarily you're bad at these things but you could do better in these things and then they would help you in turn with the rest of your game um, so that sort of external review I think is key um, especially from a young age like you don't have to take it too seriously like but just even watching back any videos it's a very good now in secondary school rugby and, and club rugby at the second at the secondary school age the people that are reviewing games and looking that sort of thing I think that is a key developer tool and when you really have an access to that properly now in the past couple of years as well in Ulster it's sort of made you realise how much of a tool it is yeah that's interesting I suppose that's key like being able to take criticism and advice yeah. and maybe not viewing it as criticism but just constructive feedback where it's like you're not they're not <laughs> it's not a personal attack it might just be that you do this slightly better so because earlier on I remember I would have taken it as like oh well sure I know best and yeah. all this and, and looking at it, I couldn't possibly be wrong in that regard but the sooner you realise that people are just trying to help you that's the better you get off it I think yeah no absolutely and we talked a wee bit about sort of training with the senior squad for the first time like whenever you look around those guys what have you learned since stepping into that environment like is there anything about the way they conduct themselves that has made a difference to the way you uh, you play? Is there someone? Is there anyone who sort of put their arm around your shoulder and take it, taking you under their wing? I remember um, when I first came in. Now all the second rows at the same time, Al Connor and stuff. When I was still learning some of the difference in line-out standard, for example, like you're playing at, um, you're playing secondary school rugby, obviously the line-outs are very different to the Ulster first team, like, and just realising the various things that you need to do repetitively over and over again by yourself or even in your room. In that regard, um, people like that would have helped me at the very, very start, and then um, in terms of, I still didn't know if I wanted to do rugby when I got my offer for Trinity. Um, I was in the sub academy and sort of things were necessarily looking up in that regard and um, people like Ian Madigan then talked to me then and gave me advice and you know the sort of thought process you should go through and then I happened to play 20s and get a contract off the back of that that worked but for a while it was sort of just the idea of looking at different possibilities and working out which one is the best one. You, you could talk to, I talked to so many people in the squad about that because it was a very long season for me but yeah. Um, yeah, they were they were all very keen on me. Yeah, that's so good to hear. It's not just rugby; it's life advice as well, and like yeah. getting sensible, pragmatic decisions in a really formative, difficult part of your life where you're having to make big decisions. So that's that's a real credit to those guys for take, taking the time and, and for you to, to have the wisdom to ask them as well. <laughs> um, so in terms of the sacrifice involved in being like professional sports person and what you've had to give up we talked a wee bit before about this but like what are the sacrifices involved in being in, in the academy and looking to get in the Ulster squad like what have you had to give up is it like <laughs> I suppose takeaways and stuff like simple things you know diet and everything like that is there anything that you you miss or is it all all worth it um, for me, I've still been told that my diet is atrocious. Like, and I, I generally just eat as much as I can. It's not really care of what calories it is as long as it's calories for me. And um, in terms of sacrifices, personally, um, it's for going up and down the road quite a lot. Obviously, I think I've done like sixty trips by now this year, and it obviously takes away from um, from college. And you're trying to, with my degree, I'm just trying to 
balance things and maybe you have to spend less times um, with your friends and around and around college in that regard but I'd still be I'd still be keen to go out and have a coffee and all the rest of this but maybe it wouldn't be hanging around in the evening or something if I had to go up and train the next day or I knew I had a, a hard week ahead I'd have to for example plan like what days I'm going to do these assignments because yeah. I'm going to have to go up on that day I'm going to be too tired at that time yeah and that sort of thing but time management you just you, you lose time is the long short of it like and you just need to plan for that yeah no that's um it's it's one of those things that balance is a huge thing with with all these things like no one that you're gonna have to be disciplined with your time it doesn't mean you have to miss yeah. out and stuff but you just have to not waste time in the way that like <laughs> all of us do just naturally like so amazing amazing discipline to do that in terms of your like rugby playing ambitions what do you hope to achieve through rugby like is there any grand plan or are you just taking it each, each one day at a time um i'm not one for thinking too far ahead i'm just trying to think day by day in that regard this i want to be able the next step for me would be a senior contract in ulster rugby and after that you can do whatever you want but for, for me, just getting that and working towards that in the meantime is such a huge, huge goal that um, I don't really have time <laughs> to look beyond. I think um, if you get too long-sighted, then some of the stuff will pass you by in the meantime. And the opportunities that arise in training or um, little extra pieces you can do outside of that, you might not be as invested in if you're worrying too much about what we have to do later on yeah yeah no, that's wise and i suppose you know, all you can do uh, you know and with covid and everything like you have all the plans in the world but like, they can be uh changed you know at the drop of a hat so with injury or whatever so i've been lucky so far in my, in my career not to have any sort of life life-changing injuries or any sort of serious knees the injuries like they're the worst but yeah. um keeping yourself fit it's obviously such a big thing like and if I do that then that'll give me every opportunity I know everyone talks about you know going to play for Ireland and whatever after that but um, to be honest it's just Ulster is my club that I've grown up with my whole life and like even just training every day at the moment just that's that, that's amazing like you know and that's a, I should be thankful for that I think before I move on to ambitions of lie about that yeah yeah it's so cool to hear you know you the outset and the, the, the enthusiasm you have for it and how, how sort of grounded you you've you've kept it so um I, just like the final thing i want to ask you about is rugby i suppose is it's a bit of a niche sport and it's quite hard, hard for like fans to understand and stuff like that and even for parents or people considering getting into the game so civil service would be as you know, like it's a club which welcomes people in, regardless of background or uh, whether they played much rugby before or not. So, if you had to sum it up, and you were trying to get someone to convince—sorry, you're trying to convince someone to get involved in rugby, either playing or spectating rugby—what would you say to them to get them involved in rugby? Like, what's so good about the game, and even civil service as a club? Do you know if you're going to get involved? Yeah, for me, I think um, growing up in civil service or even my dad playing there, you don't even need to have an in as such to go and join a club. For me, it could have been a random Saturday, but going down, you don't have to be good at the game to enjoy rugby. You know, um, you learn so much from it outside of that, like the the values and stuff, and the friends you make is the is the main thing for me. I think there's the lads from all the different schools and all the different clubs who played with the minis, and you still talk to you now bump into them various bits and bobs but 
Um, I think rugby really teaches you respect in that manner, but just talking to my friends still to this day, you know, you, the memories you have from a young from a young age, you just you never lose them and even the wee trips away or I remember my dad and all the rest of the coaches used to do like a sweetie run at the end of a, of a, of a training session or something you get all the kids with the big box of sweets and you'd run and lap and you know even if you didn't want to train even if you didn't want to play you'd make sure you were there for that and little incentives like that I think would get anyone into the game you know yeah no that's that's cool and I think it says a lot you know like at that age getting people in it's not about like being fast you don't no. have to be a brilliant player it's just about getting involved and getting it, fun, yeah. I think I don't know like you could have the equivalent for adults getting involved I don't know like <laughs> what you'd incentivize them with but like, civil service is a great club and it's one of those clubs which Bit like yourself, do you know? I've kept sort of coming back at various points, and, and you're back here and, and speak really highly of it. So I think that's a real endorsement of of the club and and the facilities here and everything. So um, so that's all I I was going to ask you today, Harry. And thank you so much for your time and for for joining me. And um, I think people really will enjoy listening to that, uh, particularly young guys coming through and hoping to sort of replicate what you've done and made it through the academy and hopefully then on this in your school. So thanks again. Thanks so much for having me. Cheers, Robin. <laughs>